welcome to the End Time Revolution. Broadcasting worldwide on a mission to unite born-again servants to find the army of Elijah's preparing to face Antichrist to witness before all, come what may. This is Wings of the Eagle Radio. Yeah. Yes, my friends, welcome. Wings of the Eagle Radio. November 16th, 2018. Christopher Manti is me, your host for the however long this is. Uh, it's a great pleasure, as always, to be with you and to be able to um, come to you in this way, whether you're live or recorded on podcast, iHeartRadio, iTunes, uh, through Facebook Live on my personal page and as well as the wings of the eagle ministry page uh, i welcome you heartily in the name of jesus the lord okay so um as you know i always try to find something interesting to converse with you guys about hey good morning brother mark yeah man it's good to be here it's good to be alive uh it's good to have another day um the lord has seen fit to give me one more here and all of you <clears throat> so um, I wanted to, I think, address something that's, I try to try to take the pulse, you know, um, to see what a lot of most folks, um, are having on their mind or struggling with or, or, um, just need answers to or what have you. Um, and this one is kind of a basic one that always comes up, you know, it's, it's, it's couched in different ways. Um, approached in different ways, but basically the question always comes down to if you're a believer, you're supposed to believe that Jesus is coming again. <laughs> That's part of Christianity. I don't know if you knew that. Um, but so how long do we have to wait? Right? And there's several, many, 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 many scriptures on this, not all of them positive, um, right? Because we're told that in the last days, what? Scoffers would come asking, where is the promise of his coming? Where is this guy? What's taking so long? What's taking so long? Good morning, William. At, hey, awesome. Love it at work. I won't tell anybody. Um, so there's the mockery of non-believers who laugh at us and think it's stupid that a man rose from the dead at all, much less coming back as a king. Um, but it's also a danger in the church. And frankly, and you can go back all the way, you know, to 300 AD, and to find the result of people running out of patience, the, the church ran out of patience in the plain <clears throat> promises of God, and the words of Jesus and the scriptures, Old and New Testament, prophets and apostles, um, they're our foundation, right? And so they kind of ran out of patience. They said, you know what? Guess he's not coming. We're going to make a whole new theology now. We're going to create a whole new um, belief system uh, around why he isn't coming. We must have mis misunderstood or I'm just I'm just 
I've had enough, right? So the changes uh, are varied, right? But anytime you veer from the veer from the truth or veer from the scripture, then it's not true. No matter how good it seems, or how how much you like it, or how you'd prefer it, <sighs> right? It's pretty. It's pretty easy. Um, these are uh, f- faulty, faulty doctrines that come up. So, how long will we have to wait? I, you know, it's not unanswerable. There is an answer. Kind of. There's not an exact, d- d- you know amount of time that I can tell you, of course. We don't know that. But there are... um, There are answers as far as sign posts, right? Signs on the road. And this is why signs are given, okay? And one of these... First of all, let's go to the, the root beginning of this which is if you if you if you are saved right if you believe Jesus Christ died on the cross for your sins and rose from the dead there are certain things that you that if you're a christian if you are a follower of Jesus that you must accept right not to sound like a pharisee or something but there's something you you some things you need to believe otherwise you're not in the club you're not really a Christian if you don't believe Jesus was born of a virgin. You're just not. Because that's what it says. That's what everyone believed. That's what Jesus said. That's what the Old Testament says. So, you have to believe he was born of a virgin. You have to believe he lived a sinless life. You have to believe he went to the cross to atone for your sin. You have to believe that, yes, he died. Yeah, he did. His body was buried in a tomb. And you have to believe he rose again from the dead. Now, most people have no problem up to that point. And you also have to believe that he will return. That body that left in the book of Acts chapter 1, in a cloud to heaven from the Mount of Olives, that same man, that Jewish man, yes, he is God Almighty, but yes, he's, he's in the body of a man from the tribe of Judah. Um... He is coming. You have to accept that. You have to. And there's all kinds of wacky, crazy preterism, and uh, you know, there's fancy words like that um, that deny. And this is no different than the Sadducees of old. They deny there's a resurrection. They deny the resurrection. Not that Jesus didn't rise from the dead, but yet he's never coming. And, and you're never going to rise from the dead physically. This is a, a, a lie from the beginning. That there is no resurrection. Um, so you have to believe he's coming. And you can't believe this, this, this ridiculous theory. It's not even a theory. It's just, it's just junk. Um, that Jesus returned already? Say what now? This is culted. That's a cult. It, anybody who tells you Jesus has come already before he actually comes and changes everything and establishes and sits on the throne of David and in Jerusalem, not in heaven, in the earth, and changes the whole world and burns it with fire and all the rest of this stuff. Um, if that didn't happen, it's he's not here. He didn't come. The Holy Spirit is not Jesus. Amen? Okay? Right? Yes, we understand the Trinity. Yes, we understand the triune nature of God. But there's 
a little difference. So the Spirit of God being here is absolutely true. The body of Jesus is not here right now. That's the whole point of the, of the resurrection. You can't produce the body. Right? That's the proof. And so um, that's number one. You have to believe that he's coming again. Yes, the same man, the same body who died on that cross, and who came out of that grave, went to heaven, another dimension, okay? And he's returning. He's coming back into this world to be the king. You have to believe that. If you, I'm telling you, and believe, I don't care if I offend you with this, because you need to be offended then. And I've, I'm talking to, maybe even watching right now. I kind of doubt it, but maybe. Uh, I know people in my personal life. I have literal relatives who say they're Christian but deny the second coming. They're not Christian. They're a cult. They're a heretic. It's a heresy. It's a heresy. You can't say, I believe it. Yeah, I'm a Christian, and yet Jesus was not born of a virgin. You can't say, I'm a Christian, and believe he sinned. You can't say, I'm a Christian, and he didn't die on the cross, or he didn't die for my sin, or to atone. You can't say, I'm a Christian, and say he never rose from the dead. You can't be a Christian and say he's not in heaven. You can't be a Christian and say he's not coming back. Doesn't work. That's not what our faith teaches. That's not the faith once delivered to the saints. It's not. All right? So now that I'm hopefully none of you meet that criteria and you're out of the way. Okay, great. Um, so now we're Christians. So we believe that, yes, he's coming. And coming to do what? That's the next trip up Satan lays in our path. Um, that maybe he's just coming to Rome or something in a non-Jewish way, and Israel has nothing to do with anything. This is called replacement theology, amillennialism, um, uh, uh, covenant theology, all the same lie, just wrapped in a different bow. Uh, which is that there is no, either there is no thousand-year reign on earth, just like the Bible says there is, um, there won't be one, or we're in it now, it's spiritual, it's not physical, right? Uh, or, when he, and whenever he does come, after the millennium, or whatever, um, he has nothing, Israel has nothing to do with it, nothing. The we, we, the church, are Israel, and he's going to, you know, when he comes, the kingdom has nothing to do with whatsoever with that country in the Middle East. That's a complete bogus. Okay, don't don't listen to people who say that. I don't care how popular the guys are, how big the ministry is, or how many videos they have. It's not true. I mean, honestly, I don't I don't understand how anyone can read the Old Testament and once you realize, which takes about a first grade education to realize that some of the stuff in the Old Testament hasn't happened yet. <laughs> So some of it's in the future. Jesus said as much, repeatedly. Um, there's stuff yet to come. Peter said it. The whole Bible says it. There's stuff yet to come that's in the Old Testament. So you can't just dismiss that as one covenant or one period of time that's dead and gone. And now we have a better... You know, I come on. Come on. So, um, yeah, that's wrong too. But that's that's, again... Uh, on the path up. So now if we, if we accept that, yes, uh, I do accept that Jesus is physically, bodily coming, and it hasn't happened yet, and when he does come, it'll be a thousand-year uh, reign on the earth in Israel and through Israel, 
and that it's a, a Jewish man who's coming to reign over a Jewish kingdom. Uh-oh. This is where the next thing is. Wait, 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 brother. You can't possibly be. Yeah. Yep. Um, and we're grafted in to that Jewish kingdom. Understand, Gentile? Okay. We are grafted into that. That means we get all the promises in the whole kingdom. He says, it's my good pleasure to give you the kingdom. Don't worry about it. You're in. Okay? But don't change the story on me. Don't flip the script and say it has nothing to do with the Jews or has nothing to do with Israel. He has not forgotten anything, any detail, any covenant. Yeah, covenants are true. Yep, there's the, the, there's the Mosaic Covenant. That's the law. We know we can't keep the law. We know there's the cross uh, can atone for the sins against the law. That's the Mosaic. That's the Moses Covenant, okay? Then there's a covenant he made with David. Is that, break, is that breakable? No, he says it's unbreakable. That I will reign on your throne. So Jesus is coming to sit on the throne of David. That's not a, a mystical, heavenly uh, experience. That's the actual country of Israel. Jesus is coming to be the president, king, okay, dictator, basically, of the country of Israel. And all the other countries will be under them. That's what it says. So, uh, yeah, you can't, you, can't, you can't take that away. And so that's David's covenant. And what's Abraham's covenant? He's going to keep David's. He's going to keep, you know, Moses, we know, that's, that's the law. That's something you can't keep. But that's not eternal. He didn't say uh, this is unconditional. The Moses covenant, Mosaic, okay, Moses' covenant was always if, if then. If you keep this, then this will happen. If you disobey, then that will happen. That's an if or then. That is contingent upon man. But what's not contingent upon man is when he says, I promise it, I swear by myself that I will do this. That means no man ever can change this covenant. That's what Abraham's covenant was about. He will never, ever change his mind on this, no matter who says what, no matter who believes what, no matter who does what. He will keep the covenant with Abraham. What is the covenant with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob? What is that? It's a land deal. A land deal for the physical descendants of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. It's a land deal. That means the Jewish people, the, de- the physical descendants of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, there's a reason why the Bible keeps saying these names, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Abraham had two sons. The Ishmael guy kind of is not in the club. Uh, Isaac had two sons. Uh, Edom, uh, Esau, is not really in the club here. And then Jacob is the one. And this is, right, 12 tribes and the whole thing. So anyway, if you keep on that line, those descendants from Jacob, the 12 tribes of Israel, the physical Jews, must, 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 and will inherit the land that he promised to Abraham. It's a land covenant. All right? So that can never be broken. That's what this, I mean, this is what the second coming is going to... Seventh trumpet. Now the kingdoms of this world have become the kingdom of God and his Christ, his Messiah. The, the deal will be finalized. He will keep that word. All right. So now I didn't really intend to do any of that, and we're already 10 minutes into this thing. 
15 minutes. Oh, lordy lord. Um, okay, so he's going to keep his promises. He's going to come back He's physically. He's going to come to Israel. He's going to sit on the throne of his father David, his, okay, his uh, descendant in the flesh. Um, he's going to sit in Israel, in Jerusalem, in the Temple Mount, on the Temple Mount, where the temple will stand. That hasn't been rebuilt yet, but it will be. He's going to come there. He's going to come literally. He's going to come in force, in war. He's not going to come nicely. He's not going to come as the lamb. He's the lion of Judah. The lamb of God is for now. The lion of Judah is for the second coming. Uh, he's coming. It's Israel. It's a land deal. He's going to fulfill all these words. It's done. Okay? This is what's going to happen. Now, when? How long do we have to wait for these things? Well, this is why we have signs. I posted so much over the past couple of days just from the Gospels and the book of Acts. Just There's no debate. I mean, when you look at it, there is no debate. Um, here's, the, here's the why signs are important and why imminency is false. What's imminency? Um, that he can come at any time. He cannot come at any time. You know he cannot. It's nowhere in the Bible. Nowhere. He cannot come tomorrow. He cannot come today. He cannot come the day after. He cannot come five years from now. He cannot come even seven years from now. How could he, how could you say that, bro? Easy, because we have signs. He told us what the signs are. He told us the the um, things to look for. He told us the order of events. He gave da the prophet Daniel. This is why Jesus said, "Go to Daniel to look at this stuff," because he has so many details. You can't go wrong. You'll be straight. You will not veer in terms of the, what signs are coming if you stick in the book of Daniel. So, and of course with the Gospels and the New Testament and, and Revelation, yes, we get all that. But the point is there are signs here. Look, the, um, by the way, if you want to make a comment, go ahead and do that on Facebook uh, or on Spreaker. If you're listening on the app, go for it. And Shalom, Matthew, there you are. This was uh, several minutes ago now <laughs> that I missed that one. Praise God. And I'm going to get to this. Okay, so the signs. But wait, we've got a comment. Uh, hey, Fred. Um, there, He says there is no... Fred London, by the way, great, great scholar in his own right. There is no second coming apart from the final return, meaning of Israel. And there is no final return apart from the second coming. That's right. The restoration of Israel and Jesus setting up his kingdom on earth is a package deal. That's correct. And that's exactly what Peter said in Acts chapter 3. That's exactly what he said. And uh, the, the setup in Acts 1 is, as usual, the disciples, the apostles, really didn't get it all. <laughs> Constantly. They just did not get it all at the time. Um, they got part of it, right? So even after the resurrection, okay, now they understand, yes, Lord, we see the Old Testament, the prophets prophesy that you must suffer and die and be raised again. This is the Messiah. This is the Moshiach. This is what it's supposed to be. And yes, it happened. Praise God. So now, this is before he ascended to heaven, right? But after the resurrection, he said, well, then they said, now, now you're going to restore the kingdom to Israel? Because now they finally understood that he had to suffer first and be crucified first and come back from the dead first. Then he could reign over what? The kingdom of Israel. Well, what did he say to that? He said, it's, no, it's not going to happen in your lifetime, is what he said. That's a paraphrase, but he said, it's not in your, don't worry about it, it's not in your uh, sight. 
to see what the, what the Father has put in his own power. So in other words, it, you can't make it happen. It's not, this, it's not for now. It's not for now. You're not going to see it. You're going to die. You're going to continue on here. And that's it. And when the Father sends me, then he sends me. That's it. But it's part and parcel, part and parcel of the restoration of the kingdom of Israel. And that when, at that time, after the tribulation hour, then Israel can, again, as Fred would say, have the final return from the scattering to the nations. And then Jesus will come because they will call for him. All right. Um, right. So we're up to there, right? Are we okay there? Are we good there? Do we acknowledge this, that he's coming? But how long do we have to wait? What, that's what signs are for. Here's what I like, to, I like to tell folks who think he can come at any time or that there's a, a rapture could happen at any day. It can't. Um, because the disciples pulled him aside and they saw the great things of building to the temple and they said, oh Lord, look at these great things. They said, I'll tell you that one stone will not be thrown down. And they said, okay, what is the sign of that? And what is the sign of your coming? If uh, imminency was true, if he could return at any day, if that were right, if there were no signs before the coming to rapture you, or the just showing up and reigning on the earth, if there were no signs, why in the world would he answer their question with a whole bunch of signs? That would happen first. He just wasted everyone's time because there is no signs. Lord, what is the sign of your coming? Answer, there are no signs. My children, I will just come at any moment. And you can't know that moment? Amen. That's it. That's all. If it were true, that's what he would have said. Or, uh, if you wanted to give more detailed about it, well, my children, uh, no, there is no sign of my coming to get you, but the Jews who don't believe will be left behind, and in that seven-year period, they will be blah, blah. None of that happens. None of that's mentioned. Because it's not true. If Jesus doesn't say it, you don't worry about it. You worry about what he did say. And uh, what the Word of God says, we concern ourselves with. If you love me, you'll obey me. You'll keep the commandments that I've told you. And so, this is, this is the Bible. This is what's in it. What's the answer? Here are the signs. How far, how long do we have to wait for Jesus? Wait till these things begin to happen. And by the way, uh, we can get too uh, impatient. We get too impatient, and then we start assigning biblical prophecy signs to the current age, the, today, to the day, that aren't here yet. And it happens all the time. Just now, granted, okay, I'm not stupid or ignorant. I know the state of the world. I know that the lawlessness is everywhere. I know that apostasy is happening. I know um, that there's great, you know, deception everywhere. I know that. But that's not what the Lord meant when he said the birth pains or the beginning of sorrows or the beginning of the labor pains. When he lists the signs, we are not in the labor pains. Because there's a start button on that. You can say, well, the earthquakes in various places. That's, so what? I mean, that's been happening for thousands of years. There's nothing new about earthquakes. There's not a sign of Jesus just because there's an earthquake. There's not a sign just because there's a volcano. 
That's not what he's saying. You'll know, you'll see, the earth will actually be travailing. We could say, well, there's more, I don't know, whatever, hurricane or volcanic activity this year than there was for the past 50 years. So? I mean, okay. Then that's not a biblical sign. We don't know 100 years, 200, 500 years ago, 1,000 years ago could have been more than now. We didn't have instruments. We didn't, we didn't have recordings, right? We didn't have the internet. We didn't have video cameras. We don't have mass transportation or communication. Point is, uh, there are certain things we can look for. There are certain things we can look for. But it's very important to do it right, to not jump the gun. We can't, there, the great apostasy is not here. It's not here yet. It's not here yet. Because if we go into what Paul's talking, and Jesus, of course, said it too, lawlessness makes your hearts grow cold, right? And this, um, that state leads to brother against uh, turning brother into death and the father and the sons, that, right? That whole thing, that's the tribulation. That's the great tribulation. The, great, the word great is there for a purpose in the scripture. When it says great tribulation, that means it's tribulation like you've always had, but it's greater, it's not some special dispensation to my dispensationalist friends um, called the Great Tribulation that doesn't involve the church. All tribulation involves the church. That's the point. If you believe, you will have tribulation. All who desire to live godly in Christ Jesus will be persecuted. Anyway, so the great one is the last one, is the, the worst. The worst. The, the biggest. Right? The great... The great falling away, or apostasy, the great falling away, the great tribulation, and even Babylon the great. Great. They all happen together. They all happen together. And they relate to each other, and they play off each other. When you have the great tribulation, it is begun, like Jesus said, when the Antichrist comes into the temple of God, and that's when you run for the hills if you live in Israel. And by the way, who's going to tell them that? They don't believe in the New Testament. They don't read the Bible. How are they going to know to go? How can you hear the Holy Spirit if you're not saved? You can't. It's foolishness. We, you, you, the church, will be doing this. You'll be telling them to leave. You'll be showing them the scriptures. And you'll be providing for them when they leave. When they flee to the mountains around Israel. That's your job. My job. That's our job. Um, so, right. We have things to look for. The Great Tribulation that started by the Antichrist and Temple. So that's a result. The Great Tribulation is a result of the Antichrist coming and breaking the deal with Israel, now he's going to persecute who? The woman and those who keep the testimony of Jesus Christ, Revelation 12. That's the Jews and the church. They're the thorns in his side. They're the ones who he wants to get rid of. Always. Nothing has changed. All right? Satan's after the Jewish people because God called them and chose them. That's why. And he hates the Christians because God called you and saved you. And you're, the word of God is in you. 
and revelation is in you and all this awesome stuff. So he, he doesn't like that. Um, so anyway, this is what brings on the great tribulation. And that pressure, right? Jesus would say it's the parable of the, uh, the sower, uh, of the uh, soils, right? These things. Uh, the word of God fell on good ground, and then it fell on rocky ground, and then it fell, right? Because of persecution, they will fall away. That's what will happen. Because of the persecution in the last three and a half years before Jesus, that will cause the Great Tribulation. The Great Tribulation and the man of lawlessness, 2 Thessalonians 2, 1 Thessalonians 4, that man of lawlessness will create the Tribulation, and that will create the falling away. And what's going on at that same time? Mystery of Babylon the Great, mother of harlots. Okay? So, when it says the great, line them up. Just line them up. Um, we are not in the great falling away, not even close. How do I know? Um, because millions of Christians are not turning away from Jesus. They're not becoming Muslims or atheists. I mean, yeah, trickle down, sure, Drip, 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 drip. Yeah, a lot are leaving the faith. Okay, maybe they're lukewarm. Maybe they're they're undecided. Maybe they're or whatever. Um, but that's not the great falling away. <laughs> You'll know it because it's concentrated. Okay, concentrated. Um, again, we're in a lawless place right now in the world. Getting there, but it's nothing compared to what's coming. Don't think we're in the tribulation yet. Goodness gracious, this is paradise compared to that. Um. Yeah, so there's a whole bunch of signs. I'm going to take a very fast break, and then I'll be back for my final point, because I'm about done. All right? We'll be back right after this. Taking the light to the gathering darkness, this is Wings of the Eagle Radio. Broadcasting around the world. All around the world. We're available at the App Store and on Google Play. Download now for free. Anywhere, anytime. It's that easy. Thanks for listening. And now, Wings of the Eagle Radio. All right. Wings of the Eagle Radio. This is for Manti here. By the way, uh, you can get our free app. Go to the App Store or Google Play. And uh, praise God, I did want to mention our um, great um, fans. Okay? There's 10,000 Finally, I don't know. To me, it's just been a sticking in my crawl that we can't get 10,000 people to like a Facebook page. Well, finally, it happened. Praise the Lord. Uh, this week, we went over 10,000. That is awesome. I'm not sure what it means, but it looks nice because uh, there's an extra digit in there. Um, it's really it's really cool. It's really cool. And um, when did we... I don't know, what year was that? I'm trying to figure out when I when we established this the Facebook page. I think 2015, maybe. Um, so that's not bad for three years, I guess. I mean, it's not viral in any in any respect for sure. Um, but that's all right. The Lord can use our small numbers. Uh, that's awesome. So so 10,000 is, is is wonderful, especially for a, a ministry like this where we're not compromising. And we're not um, kowtowing to anything or anyone and um, being bold as we can. Bold in love, by the way. Just spreading the gospel and the and uh, 
showing you um, resources that we can provide. We're not just here to blabber on. We, we write Bible studies. We have online courses. We have webinars. By the way, <coughs> Webinar Wednesday has begun. If you're part of our email list, you found that out. Um, you can subscribe, by the way. Just go to wingsoftheeagle.com. And we need your help, frankly. We need this to be a – we need monthly partners because we don't – there's no budget. Okay? Uh, we have some folks who are giving, praise God for them, but it's not a lot. And so um, we're shoestring for sure. Uh, please go to wingsoftheeagle.com slash donate. Click on the donate button and um, give whatever you can. Monthly would be great. Um, you can set that right up as you give. You click a button that says, I want to give monthly. Um, thank you for that. So webinars are starting up. We're calling it Webinar Wednesdays. Webinar Wednesdays have begun. And for the first series of webinars, we're going to do America and the Caliphate. America and the Caliphate. Some of you um, may have heard of it. Maybe some of you have been through it. It was originally created um, about a year and a half ago, I guess. And it's been updated and um, uh, polished up. And we've got new info in there. Updated for Donald Trump's presidency and um, just some cool fun facts and all that. So sign up for the next one, all right? Uh, again, go to wingsoftheeagle.com slash webinars you click on the uh, there's a webinar button right at the top of the web page and you just sign up for where you want to go um what wednesday you can make it all right and it's at different times right sometimes it's at 12 noon sometimes it's 9 a.m sometimes it's 5 p.m just like this wednesday coming up on uh, the eve of thanksgiving here in america uh it'll be wednesday evening at 5 p.m or afternoon at 5 p.m and uh, 9 a.m. after that, and then whatever. So just choose the day and time that's best for you, and through the end of the year, we'll be doing these webinars called America and the Caliphate. You'll see how it's amazing. I mean, God has totally orchestrated um, this, this, this dance between uh, the United States and what we call the Caliphate, the Islamic Kingdom, and all the way back to the founding of America in before the Caliphate is intimately linked with America. It's astounding. Um, I think it's astounding, and those who've been through it agree. So please sign up for the next webinar if you would. And we've got what? Online courses? Sure we do. We've currently we've got 458, as of yesterday, um, 458 students internationally, many nations, signed up for the free course at 10signsofjesus.com. And that's kind of what we're talking about right now, which is the signs of his coming. How long do we have to wait? Well, go take 10 signs of Jesus, and you will see one by one by one by one what the signs are, what has happened already, because there some have, and what's happening right now, and what's right around the corner, and what's coming up. Okay? So that's all free. 10signsofjesus.com. It should take you two or three hours to get through it. Um, again, self-paced. Once you sign up, it's yours forever. You don't have to, you know, get it done by a certain time or be somewhere at a certain time. It's whatever your device, your computer, your tablet, your phone, you can use it anywhere and share it with all your friends. Okay. Um, now that's kind of shorter and to the more to the point, but then we have a, a much more in-depth for those who would go deeper and that's called the end times for beginners. And I mean that it's, if you are newly saved, if you just knew the Lord yesterday, and he's put it in your heart to learn his, his word about the coming days, this course is 1,000% understandable to you. There is nothing in it that you won't get. At the same time, pastors who've been in for decades, decades, 
in their full-time ministry have told me that this is the best end-time training that they have ever got. Way better than seminaries teach. Way better. Because, frankly, a lot of these seminaries have fallen for these false beliefs about there is no millennium, uh, the preterism is everything, everything's been fulfilled, Jesus may be coming, or maybe he's coming at any moment, so they teach that whole pre-trib thing, and you don't have to worry about signs. It's a killer. I mean, they've killed the whole um, purpose of God in this, and that's to show us what's going to happen, to demonstrate he is God, he is godliness, to demonstrate before things happen. The Holy Spirit will tell you things that are to come. That's Jesus' quote, right? So anyway, go to endtimesforbeginners.com, endtimesforbeginners.com, and sign up. And actually, uh, there's a discount available. If you go to the webinar, uh, you can go ahead and use that and get uh, one-third off. All right, so I encourage you to go to the webinar. Um, in fact, if you, if you private message me here, I'll give you the discount. Right? Sound good? Great. So send me an email, radio at wingsoftheeagle.com, radio at wingsoftheeagle.com, or private message me on Facebook or Twitter. How about that? Very good. Okay. Um, right. So, and, uh, any other updates on Wings of the Eagle, what we're doing? Yes, we have a, a project that we are uh, a part of and just tickled, thrilled to be a part of with Islam, uh, Isla, Israel, Islam in the End Times, that ministry in, uh, out of Australia. Uh, they are producing a film that we are assisting with called Tears of Jihad. Tears of Jihad, the greatest story never told. Uh, it features interviews with, frankly, the preeminent voices today on Islam and Jihad, which is Dr. Bill Warner and Robert Spencer. Um, of course, Mr. Spencer is a prolific author, and he just came out with probably his most important work ever, um, which is the history of Jihad from Muhammad to ISIS. And it's just solid, solid, everything solid about it. And Dr. Bill Warner is immersed in this uh, for, what, 20 years now. Um, so Tears of Jihad is the name of the project. Please sew into it if you want. Again, go to donatewingsoftheeagle.com. Uh, we're going to need some funds to finish this up, but it's going to be a wonderful film. And basically just tells the cost. Uh, it's not an idle issue um, that Jihad uh, has brought, right? If you know the history at all, you know that 10 million murdered just Buddhists. 10 million Buddhists have been killed because of jihad. 60 million Christians. 60 million Christians. 80 million Hindus. The, the slaughter of the Hindus in India and Pakistan is unrivaled in world history. As far as the genocide, do you want to talk genocide? Maybe Nazis, you know, the Nazis... Um, Definitely did it in a fast time, but anyway. And by the way, going to Africa, 120 million Africans are dead because of jihad. And this is all because of Muhammad and the satanic religion called Islam. All right? So that's Tears of Jihad. And by the way, it's not going away. I'm sorry to tell you that part of prophecy in the last days is that uh, there will be this problem for Jews and Christians, and that we're going to be killed, <laughs> a lot of us. And so this is the means. 
right? Uh, Daniel Seca, my friend who uh, runs his Israel and Islam and Times, said um, that the, this is the instrument of God's judgment. So the, the things that we see in the culture and the um, things that are, you know, anti, anti-Christ, everything, uh, that brings the judgment down. But the instrument of that, God doesn't reach down from heaven and do it. He brings Islam to do it. So are you prepared for that? Are you okay with that? Okay, because you can't stop it. There is no time. There is no, I understand there's, even some teachers will tell you, oh, Islam is going to be wiped out or going to be dis- ineffective or, uh, no, no, that's not what it says. Um, it's going to be very present and um, the Lord will allow great victories uh, for that system and that religion and that that kingdom. And they are going to coalesce into a kingdom. That's the whole point of of what these prophetic scriptures talk about when it says the beast this or you know surrounding the nation of Israel it's a kingdom it's just a, a coalition of nations that have something in common a lot in common okay their beliefs um, and they feel that God is with them they believe in a, a God and they believe that God is with them so they will take that as confirmation that they are doing the right thing so the jihad will continue uh, and it will be focused on Jerusalem because they hate what God loves. Satan hates what God loves, so he established a whole religion to hate what God loves. Okay? Uh, that doesn't say anything about individuals. We know every individual could be saved. Every single one. I don't care what you are, where you come from, what you've done in life. Nothing can separate you from the love of God. You just repent. Come to Jesus. Repent of your sin. Say, yes, Lord, I repent and I follow you now. I'm your disciple. Then get baptized by another Christian and let's rock. Okay? There's there's no condition. There's nothing you can't be forgiven for. Uh, but you have to realize you need to be forgiven. And even believers can be tripped up into thinking, well, you know, I'm going to go fight in the flesh or something like that. Jesus said, if my kingdom was of this world, my servants would fight. But it's not. So they won't. Okay? They won't fight. And they shouldn't. And you shouldn't. This is not a physical war. This is not the bunker mentality. This is not buy the guns and the ammo and the and the food. Not for you. You know, this is it's not self-preservation. It's not how many of them you can take with you. No, it's not. It's willingly sacrificing your life. It's willingly laying yourself down like your Lord did. Willingly. Because it's for him. He's better. He's better. And, you know, we got promises. He says, look, even though, even if you die, if you die for me, you're going to live forever. Don't worry about it. You're coming back. Okay. Or you're going to, first of all, you'll be in heaven immediately. That's the worst case scenario. If you get blown up by a terrorist or whatever, you're going to heaven. So don't worry about it. Um, and if you, if we're talking about ultimately when the Lord does come back from heaven and establishes the kingdom, that's when you're resurrected and you get your body back. A better one, by the way. One that doesn't get old, doesn't get sick, and never dies. Can't die. Can't. Just like he can't die again. All right? Praise the Lord. Hello, Chris. A uh, fan just checked in on Facebook. How are you? Uh, I almost said sir, but you don't know. Chris is, could be either one. Um, anyway, uh, hello to all who are uh, joining right now. I'm about to wrap up, so... What are the signs? Ultimately, what? There's a series of events 
that are it's clearly laid out. Again, it doesn't mean that every Christian you run into is going to know what they are. It's just the opposite, as a matter of fact. That's just the reality. It's not a judgment. It's just a fact. Uh, most believers have no idea what's coming, but they don't want to know. They don't care, or they're told, don't worry about it, or they're given some other uh, rabbit hole to go down, like flat earth <laughs> or um, uh, whatever. Silliness. Next rapture date is right around the corner. You know, just dumb stuff. Um, but stuff's coming, yeah. Yes, there's an Antichrist coming, yes. But there's a an order, a sequence of things that produce him. He doesn't just show up. Right? The kingdom is a Middle Eastern kingdom. He rules over a Middle Eastern kingdom. The book of, again, why Daniel is important. When you take into conjunction Jesus' words, the book of Daniel, Revelation, all these things, Paul's letters... When you put them together and make a picture, it makes a real nice picture. Clear as day. There's no confusion. There really isn't. And if you just accept the word as it's written, don't apply spiritual things, don't try to reinterpret it, don't try to d- read it through the lens of, uh, in, of um, commentaries. Don't worry about that stuff. God is unsealing this book of Daniel. And there's a real clear succession of things. Real clear. There's a reason why the final beast kingdom, okay, the beast, is has the parts of the leopard, the lion, and the bear, because that's in the book of Daniel. It tells you what the lion, leopard, and bear are. These are kingdoms of the Middle East. Basically, Iraq, Iran, Turkey, Syria. These are the regions. When those all get together, and they're not, they're, are they even close to that now? Of course not. Once they do, then you know. This is the beast, okay? Simple, simple. Daniel talks about the same kingdoms over and over and over. Anyway, so what's the next major thing? At some point here, with this whole Antichrist thing, this whole Middle Eastern Empire, this all gets going, and we're, we're at the beginning part, okay? ISIS is the beginning part of this. You don't think they're dead. They're not. But that idea, the caliphate idea, is what's propelling all this stuff. And it's going to propel what happens next. And it's going to propel the fact that Yes, Daniel 8, the angel, if you believe what it says, there's an angel in there, that chapter, that tells you, the reader, when these things happen. And it's not in ancient past. It's not 2,500 years ago. It's not Alexander the Great. None of it. None of that stuff. It's the nation of Iran invading the Middle East. And that event is unstoppable until the second coming. From that point on, you know this is it. This is going to produce the conditions that produce the beast empire, that produce the Antichrist, and he is the one who makes the deal with Israel over the Temple Mount. Temple built, we're in the last seven years, and here here we go. right? But that all seems to begin inextricably. In other words, you can't delay it. You can't, there's no wiggle room after this. There's never a wiggle room with God. He has a date in mind. But if from the earth's point of view, and the prophet Zechariah uh, it goes into this, why is there four horsemen in Zechariah, but the red one is first? So the red horse comes from Persia or Iran. That's the one that starts the great war, the great Sunni-Shia war, the great inter-Muslim war, the great Middle Eastern war. And Israel is not involved in this. 
don't worry about Israel. God has got Israel. It's not happening to them yet. It will. It will. And ultimately, and they're going to be defeated. I hope you know this. Okay? God has got them now, but then he's going to turn loose Satan against them and allow them to lose because they need to, to seek him, to know that they can't stop the enemies of God, that they can't do it never again. Just like we, hopefully, have been humbled to know that we can do nothing without Jesus. They must be brought to that point too. But we have to be there to witness to them. All right, so look out for the Iranian invasion is what I'm telling you. This is what, go read Daniel 8, go read Daniel 7, go read uh, 11 and 12, and then you'll see, hopefully, you'll see this pattern of things that go one by one by one by one. All right, and Erdogan in Turkey, he is the next step. And then there's a step after that. And there's a division of the kingdom after that. And then, who we call the little horn, the Antichrist, will come. Okay? But, and then after that, after that, after his time, after his reign, after the seven years, then Jesus can come. That's how long we have to wait. All right, praise God. Actually, let's see, I got a comment. If you have any comments or questions, this is now the time. Uh, Chris on Facebook says, uh, it's getting harder and harder each day, it seems, to talk to other fellow Christians. Some get so angry, but praise the Lord, it won't stop me from sharing. Well, thank you, my friend. And that's the right attitude. That's the right attitude. Um, it's it's true. But, I mean, the reasons are, are myriad, right? The reasons are everywhere why Christians are so angry today. Some of it may be, you know, in their mind, justified. Um, but this is part of the deal. This is how are we going to endure, or uh, Jeremiah would say, how can you run with horses, right? If you can't even keep up with the with your fellow man here. So you gotta, we got to pace ourselves, realize that many, many worse things are coming to us. Um, but that's okay. That's okay. We can glory in that. Glory into persecution. Glory in tribulation. We can be a great sign to the nations that we are going to put our physical flesh on the line between the, between the jihadist and the Jew, neither of whom are saved, but yet our God commands us to be there. Take the bullet. All right? And read into that what you will. But yeah, please, don't, don't let it dissuade you. Um, continue to share uh, the gospel, the good news, even to believers who are discouraged, who are getting so angry at each other, who are getting so angry at the, um, their country, or the, what's happening, or um, the elections. God, elections, politics is the opiate of the masses. Um, that's not God's kingdom, right? We know that. And anyway, just, just press into Jesus, press into the Holy Spirit. He will, he will be there. He will never leave you. In fact, one of the last, I'll close by this. He says, the end of Matthew, I will, everyone should know this, right? I will be with you always, even to the end of the age. The very end of the age. Does that sound like... First of all, I should encourage you that he's here with you. Um, but he's never going anywhere. That's what it means. Does it, does it sound um, like he's going somewhere? Does it sound like at any time, 
And by the way, there's another, uh, here it is, I just wanted to get the reference right, um, from the Young's literal translation of uh, 1898, says this, I am with you, this is Matthew 28, 20, I am with you all the days till the full end of the age. The full end of the age. That means till the last day. What happens after the last day? He comes. Day of the Lord. Right? It's not the end of the world. It's not the end of the world. Okay? The end of the age is great because he's coming. But he's in, we have to endure till the very end. The full end. The very last day. The full end of the age. And Jesus will be with us until then. Holy Spirit will be with us. There is never ever, ever, ever a time when you are taken away. The church is never taken off the earth. The Holy Spirit is never removed from the earth. God forbid! That's, that's one of the crazy things that made me realize that the pre-tribulation theory is so satanic. Because it says the Holy Spirit is removed. That's the restrainer in the Thessalonians. That's the restrainer? The Holy Spirit? He's going to be taken away? Are you insane? There is no way. Is that even possible? No. Why would God want to do that? How can anyone be saved without the Holy Spirit being here? You can't. And how are they here without a preacher? They won't. How will there be tribulation saints if there's no Holy Spirit? It's impossible. Stupid. Anyway, praise the Lord. All right, guys. Uh, I thank you for your time. Um... I hope this has edified you in some way. And so the answer is, how long will we have to wait? Not too much longer, I don't think. Um, however, if, if it is longer than we would like, make sure to train up those you're discipling. Yes, and your children, grandchildren, but also others who you should be discipling someone, Right? teaching someone, um, prepare them. We raise them up, the young ones, because if it doesn't fall on us, it'll fall on them. You don't want to leave them unprepared. All right? Praise God. Uh, I love you all. I bless you all. And hopefully we'll do this again next week, but that's not up to us now, is it? All right, my friends. If this has helped you, please support us, wingsoftheeagle.com. Click on Donate. Please, at least go to, to our course and check it out endtimesforbeginners.com All right, I love you guys. Maybe see you Wednesday at webinar. Hey, if you're looking for church, we got we got one for you. Endtime church, endtime.church, endtime.church every Monday night at 8 p.m. Eastern we meet in fellowship and we do Bible studies Thursdays. We got the webinars on Wednesdays. Lots of opportunities for you to fellowship. You're not alone. You're not crazy and it's not over. Until next time, pray always. Meet with others who know what's coming. Join the free network at wingsoftheeagle.com and spread the word. The destiny of the final generation of the saints of God draws near. 